Look, I believe in one simple truth. You don't have to be superhuman to be a superhero. There are heroes all around us. Heroes of culture, business, philanthropy, and technology. And on this show, I'm going to talk to them all. My name is Joe Anthony, and this is Hero Talk. Welcome to another episode of Hero Talk, the show where we talk to ordinary people doing extraordinary things, heroes of culture, business, society, and technology, who all have one thing in common. They want to change the world. Today we're with the wonderful Allison Esposito of Tech Ladies. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you here just because um, in light of the recent news, you know, um, women in tech is an extremely hot topic. Yeah. All right. Um, and before we get into kind of the Uber situation, I kind of want to jump right in and get a little bit more background on on who Allison is, how you got started in tech, and when you first kind of realized that there was kind of a gender issue within the tech industry. Sure, yeah. I started my career out in journalism, so really different than tech, but um, I always loved computers, and um, I just knew that I was going to end up there someday. Mm -hmm. So um, my first job in tech was working at Foursquare as the copywriter. Um, I later worked for some smaller startups, and then I worked at Google for a little while. So. Um, yeah, I've, I've had an, an interesting career doing a couple of different things, but I've always seen the problem with, you know, mm -hmm. the, how um, there's a lot more men in tech than women, but also even when we start to get more women in the actual companies, they're not necessarily moving up the ladder, they're not necessarily getting paid the same as men. So. There's a lot of issues, and it's not just tech, but mm. that's what I've chosen to focus on because it's what I know. Now, now, most people would find that extremely ironic because obviously when you think about the tech industry, um, it's an industry that's built on such liberal views and a foundation of liberalism and disruption and kind of breaking down walls and, and basically putting certain antiquated industries out of business. Right. You would think that they would be built on more endemic principles of inclusion and diversity. Uh, why do you think that the tech industry suffers in terms of it being kind of imbalanced from a gender standpoint, from a, a hiring perspective? Are there stereotypes that govern um, some of the hiring preferences, or uh, are there some concerns that women will take maternity leave? Or what are some of the stereotypes yeah. that kind of govern some of the issues around hiring? Um, yeah, I think it's you hit it the <laughs> nail on the head as far as what's weird about it. Yeah. You know, like we're gonna have self-driving cars and we're mm -hmm. gonna do all this we're gonna you know maybe cars will be driving around in space someday like mm -hmm. let's have all these moonshot ideas but mm -hmm. at the same time like we can't just get our you know culture to look like the way it looks like you know when you look around new york city mm -hmm. or any major city um there's not women there's not people of color okay why is this if mm -hmm. we're so you know, forward thinking and everything. And so I think that's something that frustrates a lot of people in the industry. Like this doesn't, exactly mm -hmm. what you said, this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. um, why are we backwards in this way? But I think it comes down to power. You know, people who have power are more likely to give it to the people who look like, sound like them. And also just, I mean, for tech, it oftentimes starts from VCs are a lot of white men funding a lot of um, young white men and so we see that across that that's their first couple of hires you know you want to hire people we all have that bias um, I would have it too the bias to hire people who look like me mm -hmm. so we really have to push past that bias in hiring 
Um, but that's a lot of why I think that tech has grown to be really homogenous and look one certain way. Well, I mean, kind of answered my next question. I was going to ask it point blank. Is the tech industry a boys club? Is it a white boys club? Yeah, I think it still is, unfortunately. Um, I do think that will change and that that can change. Um, part of what we're doing with tech ladies is trying mm -hmm. to help that change move forward. But yeah, I absolutely still think that it is a white, bo a young white boys club. <laughs> now, now you obviously have worked in some pretty big companies. I mean, Foursquare, Google, um, and you probably were able to just kind of see that there was a, a disproportionate representation from a gender standpoint. But was there a specific issue or experience that you had within your organization where you felt maybe um, you weren't being recognized the same way um, as, as your male counterpart, or you weren't being given the right opportunities or the same opportunities. Did you feel as it, or any experience that you had that kind of helped propel you to want to kind of start Tech Ladies? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think what really did it was that I had some bad experience as being a, being a woman in a workplace, mm -hmm. um, even before I was in tech. And then mm -hmm. when I saw them happening, one of the reasons I was excited to get into tech was like, I'm going to be working with some younger, more progressive people. This should be a better environment. And then when it wasn't necessarily a better environment, I was like, this is crazy. Like, mm -hmm. this is everywhere. So, um, yeah, I think I've... The things we see happening in our online community every day, like we see issues of sexual harassment, people coming to the community to ask for help with things like that, and then just also complaining about not getting raises, um, being underpaid compared to men that they work with. This is all real stuff and we see it every day. And I experience basically all of it, right? Mm -hmm. So like um, for me, it was just um, really like such a relief to learn that it wasn't just me, this is happening to women everywhere in tech and outside of it. And so um, it's a little too big of a thing to say, okay, well, how can we fix this for all working women? Although I do think all working women experience it, um, we're gonna focus on tech and like, let's see what we can do in this industry. And this is an industry that's ripe for disruption, right? Yeah. Like, let us disrupt it then. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. This disruptor disruptors, you know? yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's kind of an interesting segue into kind of how you form Tech Ladies, right? Because in reading your bio and some information on your backstory, um, it started up as a series of meetups. Now, was the intention to kind of bring women together as more of a support group type of thing, to just to have conversations around kind of their similar you know, challenges and things that they were experiencing in the workplace? Or was the intention to really kind of build um, a network um, that could be more of a vocal voice to kind of outwardly express some of these concerns and issues that you were experiencing? Yeah, definitely in the beginning it was, this will be good for my career, like it came from a really selfish place and a need that I had, which turned out to be a need that thousands of women have, so that was pretty um, interesting. It was just like, let's just get together. I want to network with more women. We started in New York. Um, I just want to hear from them, hear their stories, um, mm. talk about what companies culture is actually like there's it's very hard to get information on that so when you're looking for your next move it's like should I go with this company or that company you know um, especially if you're talented in tech and very sought after it can be like okay I want to actually you know take a next step at a company where I could stay for two or three years and not have to leave because I'm sexually harassed or mm -hmm. there's a weird guy who's following me around or whatever you know all these things that women deal with at work <laughs> so I think um, you know it was uh, it was came out of 
me wanting and needing a sense of community around being a woman in tech and then also um, just actually networking, like meeting people who mm -hmm. could take your career to the next level. And so it became really obvious that that was a big need in New York. And then we would have tech ladies move out, out of New York and still want to be part of the group. So we were like, this is a need everywhere. Wow. Um, and so now the group has 15,000 members and it's growing like crazy. It's it's not slowing down. Wow. So this is definitely something that's needed. Well, when was that kind of light switch moment, that kind of tipping point moment where you're like, we got something here. Like this is just bigger than just you know, a handful of ladies who are experiencing similar challenges or want a network coming together to really kind of speak about opportunities to, wow, this could be a business in and of itself, you know, whether it's consulting or whether it's providing HR services for big companies or providing or organizing recruitment events for tech uh, companies or even talking to HR departments around kind of inclusionary best practices and principles and how they can like make sure that they're setting up their operations, whether it's a startup from the ground up to take advantage of diverse skill sets. Yeah, I think I knew it was a community that could also have a business aspect to it when companies started coming to us almost unprompted. like just asking if they could post jobs with our group. Mm. So we were growing, we were maybe a thousand or 1500 members or so. And um, I just started telling people that we have this group and they were would tell me that they're, you know, dying to hire more women in tech and mm. like they want to put a job posting in our newsletter. And that's when it became, and that was happening. And then also in the online community, um, women were telling each other about their jobs. And so it became clear that job hunting and finding your next role was like a really big part of what people want to do when they network in a community like this. Mm. So that's how we grew out to, we started HireTechLadies.com because of that, really because of like a need. It, it like told us that it needed to exist, right? Like it wasn't even as much of an idea as just us executing on what and we and saw was needed. Isn't the best way that you see kind of how a business can form itself? Yeah. It starts from kind of this organic place of really providing some social good or some kind of broader social value and then you can actually see it evolve into a business proposition um, when you when you think about your business in that way does it even give you more pride to know that you it started from such a, a pure place yeah absolutely it's it's probably the most challenging job I've ever had <laughs> to run this um, but it's also just it, it keeps you going every day especially when someone gets hired or we just hear that somebody was like less scared to negotiate in their you know um, next interview, things like that, or that they got thousands of dollars more than they would have um, if they hadn't negotiated at all. And so things like that that we see in our community. Because um, you're building real like, friendships with these women, right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure they're also coming to you and confiding with you and sharing some of the challenges. What are some of the things that they share with you if, if, you know, if you're comfortable sharing with sure. them saying, hey, um, Allison, I've experienced this. I mean, what are some of the, the things, I mean, good things and bad things that you've heard? Yeah, I mean, the good things that happen in the community are, like you said, there are friendships that are being built. Mm -hmm. We have meetups all across the U.S. and Canada. So women are actually meeting up online in our community and then in their cities going and hanging out and, mm -hmm. you know, like sponsoring each other, mentoring each other, just really building their networks, um, which is a really great thing to have, especially if you're starting out in tech or even if you've been in tech for a while. Um, but yeah, I think that um, we've seen a lot of good happen from that. And then the, on the bad or harder side of things, I would say um, we created an anonymous uh, hashtag called 
hashtag help a sister out <laughs> in our community. And so that's for when somebody is going through something, but they, you know, our, our, com our um, community has thousands of members now, so people aren't going to tell their stories anymore mm -hmm. um, if they could potentially be fired. So we have them come through and um, email us, and then we put it through um, anonymously and ask for help from the community. So. We have a lot of interesting things that happen wow. through that. Wow. So the time you started your first meetup to you got your 15,000 member, I mean, how long has it taken? It's been about two years total from our first meetup to now. Wow, that's just, that's super yeah. fast. But the first year was just like word of mouth in New mm -hmm. York. So we had maybe a thousand members. All of that growth really has happened in the past year. And how are you marketing this? Just through your website and social channels, but do you get a lot of your recruitment still through word of mouth and yeah, sisterhood? It's, it's pretty much all <laughs> sisterhood, word of mouth. Um, definitely just women in the group telling others to join um, and our meetups that we have. So it's really, and and sometimes they'll read about us somewhere or something, but... And a lot of these women already have jobs, right? In places that they're happy. They just yeah. want to be part of this community to engage, mentor, potentially network, find other opportunities. It's not just everyone that's looking for new positions. Yeah, right? absolutely. I think that's what makes it stand out, too. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of other job boards for women, but you only sign up for those when you know I'm looking for a job. And I think if you're really talented... Um, you know, you're not necessarily looking for a job, but if you see one come through, it might grab you. So we have a lot of interesting um, under the radar women who are, you know, have been at their jobs for a few years and love their job, but might make the jump if they see something come through on Tech Ladies. So that's been interesting. That's awesome. That's awesome. So thinking about the work you, you're you're doing and how you're evolving the way that you can work for brands. Recently, I, I read an article you did on HuffPo. Um, about that you were working with Uber at some point but decided to kind of pull back because of some of the controversy that was going on. Can you talk a little bit about kind of your decision on why you decided that maybe Uber wasn't right as a client or partner for Tech Ladies at that time? Yeah, I think it's been a big learning experience for me <clears throat> to think about like, who do we not want to be associated with? Mm -hmm. um, and that's hard because we feel like we can help companies. So we yeah. don't want to just say like, you have problems with your culture, like screw you. Yeah, yeah. But at some point we do have to say like, take a step back and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so we were at that point, um, had read enough about Uber <laughs> that we were like, you know what, they mm -hmm. have a lot of problems they need to fix. Can Uber be fixed? I mean, they've obviously made tremendous moves in the last month, right? So today, um, Travis resigned. Um, they recently hired a new chief brand officer, Bozeman St. John, who's a friend of mm -hmm. mine. Um, they've gotten Ariana Huffington, you know, involved um, from a board position to really start thinking about cleaning up the company from um, a diversity and inclusion standpoint. Are those steps in the right direction? Are they band-aids on a gunshot like wound? You yeah. Know, <laughs> um, are, is this something that can be repaired quickly, or is this a total cultural overhaul? I think it probably a cultural overhaul, but I am an optimist in all mm -hmm. things, and I think that it can be fixed. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that they have a really unique opportunity to be the ones who fix it. Like mm -hmm. we can, they could be a really interesting case study for like, look at all this stuff that came out, and look at how we turned it around. Um, but I also think it's a cautionary tale for people who are building their businesses or their startups really young. Like 
hire diverse from the start, hire mm-hmm. women from the start, hire people of color. Like you have to start this early because your company can grow very fast and it's really hard to go back and fix that when there's cultural problems. Yeah. Do you think that this is going to result in a domino effect and you're going to see other tech companies right now being exposed because maybe there's going to be other women or people of color um, uh, empowered to really kind of speak out if they've experienced some form of um, prejudice or stereotyping or you know it's something that in, has impeded their ability to kind of grow or do you think that this is kind of a um, you know a warning shot for all of the tech companies to kind of get their act together and maybe do an audit of how they're practicing diversity and inclusion to determine what they need to do to avoid being uber yeah i think everybody should do an audit (laughs) the problem is like tech companies are so um busy especially Mm -hmm. when you're a startup you might be bootstrapped or you might have just raised your first round or something like that and you're just rushing to the market Mm -hmm. and this cultural stuff just falls to the bottom of the list it's like becomes a nice to have Mm -hmm. um but if you're building a company and you're going to hire people and bring them on board, you know, these are real people. These aren't just your minions to do your bidding, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think if you're the type of boss or CEO or co-founder that realizes that and, like, makes it a priority from the beginning, you're going to be in a much better, stronger position as you grow. Um, and there's also all these studies that show if you hire people early, mm-hmm. um, if, if you're a woman or a person of color and you go interview and there's already people there that look like you, um, it's going to be a lot more welcoming of an environment for yeah, you. I read a stat that the gender gap right now in tech is like 10 to 1. Is, is that accurate? It's, yeah, it could be right. Um, I wouldn't really yeah. be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, um, it's crazy, it's but, it's you know. Yeah, especially since women are, you know, when you look at stats, like larger stats, you know, women are graduating from college more Mm -hmm. than men. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, there's definitely skilled women out there. Um, What we see on our side with tech ladies that's really interesting is that companies really need to hire good people. Mm -hmm. And they're, at least at that step, they're very open-minded. They want to just expand their candidates. They're, you know, desperate to hire good software engineers. And Mm -hmm. they're, at that stage, very open to, will we speak to women? Will we, you know, speak to everybody? There's great female engineers out there. I think there's a stigma that just all great engineers are are guys. Yeah, and then part of it is like, well, how do you retain them? Then if Mm -hmm. they come on staff and they're the only woman, um, how does that feel when you're in the meeting every day? You know, um, it's just you're constantly reminded, you know, of your otherness. And so um, that's uncomfortable at work. <laughs> and you would also think, just given the fact that women are such gatekeepers to certain um, household purchases, uh, that um, a lot of these e-commerce platforms would be wanting to, would want to um, kind of bake in a woman's perspective from the onset in yeah. terms of really how to engineer a user experience that is optimized for uh, a woman's sensibility. Um, it just seems counterintuitive to me that you're yeah. not seeing more of that implemented given that those purchase realities that have been kind of tried and true from the beginning of marketing. That's really true. I mean, women make so much of the purchasing decisions in this country. Um, and a lot of these startups that are, are building things, um, you know, maybe like 70% of who's going to buy it is are, are women and then they don't have, you know, anyone on their board or anyone in senior leadership mm-hmm. or even people on the product team thinking about this or definitely on the marketing team have to be thinking about like how do we message this to women and what would resonate with them. 
Well, it seems like you made the decision to make this move at the right time because I think that you're going to be really busy over the next five yeah, or ten it, years. Yeah, it has been busy, and it's it's interesting that you say that. When I made this move full-time, somebody um, who's a guy and a friend of mine and works in tech said, well, are you sure you want to do this? Because, um, you know, this isn't this problem just going to be solved, like, soon? You know, and I was like, no. oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, women started working a long time ago, and... I mean, when I talked to my mom about what it was like to be working in the 70s, and she, you know, says, well, there really wasn't that many jobs for women. Yeah. Like, you were a secretary, or, you know, you did a few different things, um, but you, they weren't welcome everywhere, and they were beginning to just break down these barriers. Like, it hasn't been that much time, um, but it's been enough time that we should be able to... And it was the guy who said it. that to you, right? Yes. <laughs> so it's just like, he thinks, like, um, you know, well, won't this be fixed? And... and I love that like optimistic um, yeah. dreamer mentality, but I think anybody who's experienced any version of yeah, um, this I, I, I would I, I would say you were you were being kind by saying he's optimistic versus ignorant because <laughs> um, you know it's it's people that really don't understand how systemic these yeah. issues are and how deep they go into the kind of psychosis of people and how sometimes they innately practice prejudices without even knowing that they're doing so right. because they've kind of been programmed to see value in different types of individuals based upon how they profile individuals, how stereotypes have preceded their decision making. I mean, are you are you seeing that it's so deep rooted from a psychological standpoint? And, and when you see such deep rooted psychological bias, how do you work to reprogram that in people, right? Because yeah. it's so hard to change people once they've gotten to a point where, um, they've developed a, a process of being productive. Yeah. And now you're saying, okay, well, we want to disrupt your process that has worked for you because we don't think you're optimizing it because it's not inclusive enough. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that gets at like what people call microaggressions and things at work that are, you know, guys don't realize they're necessarily doing and, and women can do to each other sometimes too. Like, right, it's not just this problem is men or this problem is women or it's, it's really all of us. Like, what do we mm -hmm. bring to work every day? What um, bias and stereotypes are we bringing and just I think training people at work to just constantly be questioning that um, and really try to make it an environment that's welcome for everybody. Awesome, awesome. So you 15,000 members now in two years, you're doing events nationwide. Um, what does success look for like for you in the next two years? I mean, is it growing your base? Is it starting to work more closely with brands? Is it expanding into more of the corporate sector and providing more enterprise solutions? Is it just continuing to build this community to empower women? Because the tech industry is just one aspect of the business marketplace that needs strong tech qualified tech right. um, professionals. I mean, there's legacy industries now that are becoming or trying to re-engineer their business processes to become more technolog technologically forward and driven that also need these um, these talented and qualified women to play a role. Yeah. Uh, so is it expanding beyond just the tech industry as a, as a target into more kind of traditional business lines and helping them as well as understanding? Like what's, what's your trajectory? What's your roadmap? Yeah, I think... Thinking about the next two years is just to continue to grow, just like grow, 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 grow the amount of women that are involved in Tech Ladies and then also grow 
the relationships with the companies we work for, but we have a pretty deliberately loose definition of tech. Mm -hmm. So women who work in tech, they might be in digital or social, they might work for you know, a corporation mm -hmm. or a business that's not in the tech world, um, and they're welcome to join. Um, we just really want to help each other and build it to be really big. So, um, and the same thing with companies. We work primarily with startups and you know, straight up tech companies. Mm -hmm. But if a company is looking to hire a software engineer um, for anything, we work with some nonprofits, things like that, um, they're welcome to come on board too. So. You think there'll be a tech ladies conference coming up sometime soon? I thought a lot about <laughs> it because we've gotten pretty good at the events that we yeah. do, especially the mm -hmm. bit we do our big events in New York and San Francisco. And our last one had 200 people show up and I was like, this could almost be a conference. Like we could just make this all day and, you know, or do or invite, you know, twice or six times the amount of people. But it isn't our top priority because there's so many conferences mm -hmm. um, and it's so nice to have smaller meetups where you just meet like a few high quality people in your city. So we've been focused on that, but we may do a conference someday. I'm Joseph Anthony. This is Allison Esposito. She's definitely a hero. Thank you for watching another episode of Hero Talk. Allison, thank you so much for joining us. Hearing about Tech Ladies has is, is, is been great. Congratulations and good luck. Thank Moving you. Forward. Definitely want to hear more about what's going on, so keep us abreast. Thanks so much. Cool. Take care.